Hi friends, welcome to another edition of the Constos Combos podcast. Today's special guest, and he is a special guest, pro boxer Martin Harkin. Top guy, good chat, longest podcast so far. So thankful for you guys tuning in. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Constos Convos podcast. Martin, how are you doing, mate? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Brian. No, just, before we start, I just want to say thanks to yourself and your brother, David, for uh, having me on. And it's great. I've, I've been looking forward to it ever since you asked me, so thanks. No, that's cool, mate. We get my brother, who introduced us, right? Would you? I, I would consider him a super fan. He's a bit of a stalker, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, like I was saying to you before we we, we started. Um, me and Dave just had it off to the start. We worked together uh, in Asda, good few years ago now, and uh, he's a big boxing fan. And I, it's not just that we didn't just like we kind of bonded over other stuff as well. We're, we're mates. You he's know, a so. funny guy too, isn't he? Ah, a great sense of humour, and he. he he keeps me. We keep in touch. Obviously, he's working in um, another company now, and I'm, I'm with another company. So, but we've kept in touch, and uh, we meet up every so often for coffees and a chat. So it's it's good. I was going to ask you about that actually because that's cool. You're a bit like me that I meet up for coffees. I don't meet up for <laughs> pints, but you don't drink at all. No, I don't drink, Brian. I've just I'm not. I think well ever. I have in the past, you know, tried it when I was a teenager and stuff, and then it, I started to like maybe drink an occasion like a birthday or, a, or Christmas, stuff like that. And uh, just because I get so in depth and serious into the boxing, I just went, I've not got any time for this, and I just put that all to the side and, and focused totally on my career. I've never because I, I've, I've I've trained so often, I've never really got time to drink or go to a a pub or so I, I just I like to keep in touch with friends like through coffees and, and just even just general meetups walks things like that and exactly mate. I always tell people like eh, it's always a, it's a Scottish thing isn't it you haven't seen somebody for ages like let's meet up for a beer and I, and I, I, mm-hmm. I used to go I will do that but I'm like I know it wasn't going to happen but now I said no we'll meet up for maybe we'll go up a hill walk uh, you know yep. we'll, we'll go for a coffee mm-hmm. Whatever, I just don't want just to go for a beer anymore. And you done boxing, mine's just kids. I had three kids, and I'm like, I'm not drinking anymore. I can't deal with these hangovers. But, uh, like, just a bit of background about you, mate, right? Um, like, for those who are just listening in and don't know Martin, right? Martin's a, a professional boxer, right? Um, a very good one, mate, right? You might not want to say that yourself, but you definitely are, right? Because, again, me and my brother are big boxing fans. I don't know it all, but I actually had another podcast that I had a photographer on, and we end up, half it was just talking about boxing, because he's a big boxing fan too, right? Mm-hmm. But um, <coughs> you come as well from, like, a boxing family, because I, I believe David spoke about even, I'm sure like maybe your brother and that had done it as well, but your dad was a very good boxer as well. So I think you growing up and seeing positive reinforcement of fitness and stuff probably helped you not go down that road as well. But well, it gives you a, a real background to get really good at your craft, I think, to be honest. Well, I don't think I'd get into boxing like, if it wasn't for my dad. My dad boxed pro in the 1980s. He boxed for British and Commonwealth titles. I think he had like maybe... 20 something pro fights and obviously watching watching him going to the gym and stuff seeing how dedicated he was like um, 
when I was young. I just it was learned behaviour for me, just natural. That's a good word, then, because it is. It's just not something I can tell my kids to do stuff. But I, I was funny. I only like my two boys. They just copy me. They don't listen to me. <laughs> they just do as I do. So all my flaws and stuff that I'm trying, I'm like, uh, I can tell you to do better, but they don't. They do what's the, oh yeah, the parent. Yeah, you know, the that, example wasn't it? It's learned by example, and um, my dad always quotes this to me right and it's always stuck in my head but he, he said it's going to sound cheesy but I'm going to say it anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says what's bread in the bone comes out in the flesh and I just it's always stayed with me that saying and, and I think it, he's he's like an old head that, you know, it's, you're, it's breeding it's you can't teach certain things and um, it's just I don't know any other way like, I know like people get into football and stuff maybe because their, their dad's show interest in it. For me, it was boxing, like, kind of like a second second generation arm now. So um, that's that's basically my background and how I, how I get into it and watching him and that's how, how it started for me. Mate, I would say watching him being robbed to a certain extent in his fight. Well, he, well, he fought, like, again, he fought for the British title right now I watched that fight and I spoke about this with Davey as well as I watched that your dad won more runs than him I felt that he kind of won because he was a stronger guy wasn't he so yep. sometimes the punches can look thing mate and he, <coughs> he finished stronger than your dad so that can play in the mm. minds of people but if you watch that and tally that up even like Jim Watt commentating is telling you like I've still got oh. harking up Robert mm. harking up and I watched that fight and that must be like I know it's a close fight, so I'm not saying. And I've seen another video of your dad talk about it, and he takes it well, you know. But that must eat up at you guys a wee bit. I would have thought. Well, my dad's version. He's t- talking about um, is it the Black Flash Pat Barrett fight for the British yes, title? Yes. Um, Barrett was, I think, he was knocking everybody out at the time. Oh, he's he was, strong guy. You know what I mean? They, they actually say that he, Pat Barrett, was probably one of the only British fighters that was really unlucky not to win a world title because. After he fought my dad, he went on and, and won the U- European title away from home, which is boxing most of the time. Very isn't hard. It? I think there's only three fighters that have done that from Britain. So he went over to um, Italy to fight an Italian for the European title, and the, uh, and the mafia allowed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually, I think um, they had to escort him. He knocked the guy spark out. Oh, right, okay, that uh, It's right, on, okay. on on YouTube, um, so. Basically, if it had went to a decision, they were going to rob him. But, but and, and back to my dad and Barrett, I think my dad's versions was he wasn't going to play into Barrett's tactics because Barrett was a puncher and he liked guys coming on to him. So my dad kind of boxed a tactical fight. But my dad was Especially more... your dad boxed him. That's what people don't realise. Mm. There's a lot of hatred for Mayweather, isn't there? He yeah. runs away. Yeah. But people don't know. And my friend like, look at his face oh, after I fighting that much, right? Mm-hmm brilliant conditioned guy because he doesn't get hit and he started quite an aggressive boxer and then obviously get more defensive but that's like boxing your dad boxed him for me mm-hmm. boxing's not about who can hit the hardest and who's strongest or who's got the biggest muscles and stuff your dad I'm just I was towing up and I'm looking and I'm like geez, oh when's he goes around here because even Barrett never he suppressed your dad suppressed him I, I would say my dad won the fight but but you could see that from obviously 
that's mm. my daddy in there, uh, you know. I, I, the bias point of view as but well. But I watch that, mate, and I honestly, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. That's mm. my feeling on it. I said to my brother, the big one is I felt that he just take, he, he took the latter rounds, if you, like, if you know what I mean, which can play in the mind uh, of people. Yeah, of and another one is that you, your dad's face puffed up quite early as well, so it's all these wee daft things that can fool people a oh, wee bit. But that doesn't mean that you win or lose a fight. Look at uh, the Scottish boy recently um, just won the world belt. Oh, that's gonna annoy me. What's his name? Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor. Mm. His last fight, he looked. He, if you looked at him, you'd have thought he took a second prize as well. Uh, it was a close fight, but he won it. Nice. So it's not a bit like, oh, let's measure how puffy your faces after this fight and stuff. That doesn't really matter. I know. I know. You stay. I'm not saying your dad was a bad nick, yeah, but I just that's the way I seen that fight, mm-hmm. truthfully. No, I know what you're saying. Um, I've seen fights in the past where the guy's face is in some nick, and he's. That's because you've battered them. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm just going to mention this while it's in my head. Actually, one of my amateur fights, I get robbed. I get absolutely robbed. I boxed a boy and I broke his jaw in three places. And how I knew I, I, knew I broke his jaw because he kind of clenched into me and he, and he, he spat. It was like that congealed blood, that thick red blood. Yeah, and you know, it's coming from a bit deeper in. Aye, and it landed on my boot, and it just looked... It, I knew I, I've hurt this guy here. And does uh, that give you... I have to watch the stuff. Does that give you, like, a, like a wee bolt of uh, adrenaline like and confidence when you oh, hurt somebody? Confident. Like, you're like, I'm, I've got him a bit, you know? Mm, oh, definitely. Um, so when I, when I, I knew I'd had, had him hurt, but he ended up boxing as an amateur it's three three minute rounds but he, he this was in the second round I broke his jaw and in the third round which I take my hat off to him not a lot of people would have went on that would, no, that's a fighter isn't you it know, he's a big heart and he came came out in the, set, the third round and and boxed and moved but they gave it to him they gave it to the, the judges gave it to him you know and, and even after it um, he came he came up to me and he's like ah, you've broke my jaw my teeth are only sitting straight and I, I've almost, I'm obviously pissed off because I, I just can't, I can't handle losing. Like, no, you're a winner. I'm a winner. You're so, a winner. Uh, I was pissed off and stuff like that at the time. I remember it and um, just always, I, I, I mean, for me, I would always say, who wins a fight? A guy that goes home or the guy that goes to the hospital, you know what I mean? And you know, you know, and it says like, you do see some of these guys that, take beatings and they can win stuff but you're like it's quite you just watch some fights you're like how did that happen and it's mm. like it's it's a livelihood it's a pride thing and like they're destroying guys when they do that yep. to be fair mate you're kind of finishing guys off <laughs> so there's no real question <laughs> just to let everybody know like listen in you got to check out Martin's fights they're outstanding but um, he's 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 undefeated which is a huge thing in boxing isn't it Bit too protected. That's why I like the UFC because once you lose a couple of fights, it doesn't mean like it's like oh, he's over, he's rubbish. Yeah, it's get this false sense. It's like sometimes you need to get beat to get better. I, I I don't I think that records don't mean don't mean shit. Like to be honest, no. I think it's who you fight and look at um. It's, it's, I could start rhyming off a lot of fighters, but as long as you're not getting stopped and and like badly beaten, I think. If you've taken a few points losses, it's it's fine. You can come bounce back for that. You can come back for that. I mean, you should. And if you want to get better and you've got a wee bit of confidence in yourself and you want to do the best, is you've learned a lesson. Too many of these fighters, like I had, um, I got actually a huge compliment lately um, from a guy that works for Boxing Social, a guy called Craig Scott. And what what's Boxing Social? It's a big boxing website. Website, uh, right, okay. Or like channel, if, yeah. if you will. Uh, 
uh, a Scottish guy, Craig Scott, he says he doesn't normally cover Scottish fighters because basically their, their records don't mean don't mean anything. No so Engl- England is a, a, it's like what people don't know is we all think America and like Cuba and stuff, but England is a real big home of boxing mm-hmm. and modern day boxing is actually the home and it's huge. And even Mike Tyson's been on pod like me and you talking earlier, like you mm-hmm. love podcasts, I love podcasts. Have you yep. been listening to Mike Tyson's? I've I've seen that Mike Tyson just started up. He's mad. Um, he just smokes gangs <laughs> <laughs> the time and gets a wee bit uh, deep on stuff. But like he he's mentioned um, at least once anyway, like the, about the British fans and stuff. Mm. And like, he came to Glasgow and stuff. Like That's we right. love him over here, you know, mm. because obviously he's a flawed character and stuff. But he's came from some of the worst places you can get in this world, you know, and went through it all and destroyed everybody but again somebody's actually who was it James Tony another fighter was saying if you actually look he looked, he knocked out a lot of bums is what he said in his word mm-hmm. some of the top guys he fought Tyson didn't beat them granted it was after a lot of problems and stuff so you probably understand that more than oh, most I, but yeah. Evander Holyfield beat him twice mm-hmm. or, um, Lennox Lewis and stuff and if you watch a lot of the fights some of the guys that is, one of his most famous was Spinks who was the champion at the time that's right but he was a he was a, he's not a proper heavyweight. He actually moved up. He was a cruiserweight, uh, and you know he never fought after that. Oh, did he? His ride? only loss, and he retired after it. With he? his wits about him, and I did read somewhere that he had a lot of money and somebody's had troubles. But he says he's just he knew that that was his time up as well mm. because to be fair, he didn't really have the, the the frame for that size. But granted, I think Tyson would beat most people earlier on in his career, but he didn't quite fight the best as well. There's a, there is, I think Tyson's, I think if Costamato and Kevin Rooney were about Tyson yeah. early on, I think he would have retired or, unbeaten. I think he was... I, he, Cost didn't pass away and I have, because yep. if you actually see what his downward spiral when he was, he had a lot of hangers on, guys from oh. the street and stuff, he was getting into that nonsense. And they had that, that uh, the, the promoter and, and, and the wife and her mother. That I Gibbons think and just, stuff, yeah. Just with him for money. You ever hear the story, Brad Pitt was caught having an affair with her? <laughs> Oh, right, coming right, out of Tyson's right, right. house he's they're both on ah, like, she, he says I was going to kill him she was just a gold digger um, and she bad person in his life but he had a lot of bad people in his life a guy like you but that's why I, I look at you and I'm like god man you're ticking a lot of boxes because you've got your dad right behind you I'll actually watch the video where he says he's a bit more hands off too that he allows your trainer to kind of to do the work with you yeah who's another guy with great pedigree as well mm. uh, he's trained like Olympic did he go to the Olympics or he trained somebody he, for the Olympics his dad he? was a, an Olympian wow see my coach is, my dad's an Olympian uh, <laughs> imagine Olympian. seeing that in school <laughs> his, his dad Danny Lee Senior he boxed in the Olympics that uh, Muhammad Ali boxed in and I don't even know what year it was but that's a shit story yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant and wow you know, just picking up tips. See when if I'm training with, with Danny Lee's my coach at Greenock Boxing Club. Uh, he was he's a former pro as well. Is he, he a Greenock boy? Uh, he's originally from Greenock. Um, he 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 boxed pro. Uh, uh, I think like Danny has he's had some like 150 amateur fights or something like that. Unbelievable amount of amateur fights he had. Uh, but he was a really low weight. What was it? A, a flyweight or something? He was. What the Scottish guys are? You're quite like what? Are you you're just shy of six or something. I think I'm. I'm five eleven. I think I'm. Yeah, kicking about that. So you're uh, quite big for a Scottish boy, mm-hmm. aren't you? Because a lot of the welterweight arm. Um, so, uh, I th- see at the the lower end of the weights, you get 
more opportunities. See, as, as you get higher, welterweight and above, there's there's like three hundred pros in Britain at my weight. Whereas if you look at say bantamweight, there's like twenty pros in Britain, so it's easier to climb the rankings that way. I'm not saying it's easier. That's that's the wrong word to use, but it's no, I don't, it's less just numbers, just the numbers, less competitive and, and less numbers. So realistically, if you were boxing at a bantamweight or a, or a featherweight, you you would maybe have five six fights and then you're in line for a title but if it's welterweight you well you've had 13 undefeated maybe with some record eh 13 so far and and, and ho- hopefully you know I'm going to make sure it keeps going that way but uh, I'd, I'll fight Andy like I've if you look at my my opponents and stuff they come to win your last guy was similar record to you mm-hmm, exactly. undefeated and I think that was was that his 13th fight or something as well I think he had a couple more than me I, 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 but he was undefeated rough, sure roughly wasn't he the same stage and he was unbeaten and, and you you took care of him man. Uh, it, was, it was a good result you know. I was and, laughing at uh, the comments this boy's got some left in all this you know after that talking about my last fight I, I do re- regret some how I came across after it Um I thought it was slightly a bit disrespectful. Oh, you uh, don't get that vibe from you. It's no me. I did like, see that you talked about you a wee bit emotional because was he emotional. was bad mirthing in that. Mm-hmm. But I had never, that... I had never had a, like, an opponent. All the years I've been boxing, I'd never had somebody. That, it was on like YouTube. Say like we fought the same opponent, and he managed to stop the boy, which I didn't. I went the distance, but um, styles make fights. And he was on him and his coach, right? You didn't you don't see me and my coach like sitting like getting interviewed saying we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Yeah, but Danny's obviously a guy that's intelligent and trains and stuff. Like, just everything, uh, mate. It's the full package, uh, you know what I mean? He's not gonna sit and talk shit over YouTube. No. That's what the boys were doing. That's a style as well, if you say like styles me fight, like mm-hmm. I said, like there's guys like Muhammad Ali started that off and if you look at he fought Sonny Liston. Mm. Now, Sonny Liston was a monster of a man There's, who was actually in cahoots with the Mafia. The Mafia had a lot of control of him and a lot of uh, organised crime and things. So mm-hmm. if you watch one of his fights against uh, Muhammad Ali, I think I don't even know if they fought twice or once, but he looks as if he's putting a bit of a show on down in the deck, right? So mm. I'd, obviously you could say Muhammad Ali being fair square, but it looks a bit sketchy to me, but... He actually pulled out a starter pistol. Muhammad Ali does a video. He's in Vegas playing craps or cards or something. And Muhammad Ali comes in, hey, yo, you know, doing all this stuff. And he just calmly goes in his coat and pulls out a gun. And everybody thinks it's a gun. And it, the casino, like, clears and he fires, like, caps. And he just goes back there and sitting again. No way. But never, never he get emotionally invested as well. Muhammad Ali destroyed guys. Muhammad, uh, sorry, <coughs> McGregor destroyed, destroyed guys because you're getting too emotional. You probably had that first time going through, as you says. You have all these emotions, getting angry. He's saying this. Yeah, the mean, two of them are ganging up. They're like, that's not how to do stuff. But that's how they get in your mind. Oh, totally. And that's a that's a learning lesson for that last fight. I, I got emotionally involved, and I felt like hearing him say he's going to he's going to stop me. He had four knockouts on a row or something like that, and he's like, oh, it's going to be. This is his words. It was it was five stoppages on the bounce, it, meaning he was going to stop me. And his trainer was saying that he was going to get, I was getting stopped in the eighth round, that was his prediction and I just felt like I, I, I was respectful to you, so you be respectful to me but not everybody's like that. That's and just a game you can't, you, that's a learning lesson for you as well eh? Definitely and, and, and obviously in the ring when when, when he, we were we were actually fighting he was whispering in my ear that he's 
telling me not to get tired, um, that I'm, I'm wearing down and stuff like that. And, you know, I had never dealt with opponents like that before, so... Quite sneaky, man. Yeah. I, um, after it, when I, when I spoke about it, I, I came across just a bit of a, a dick. And, and nah, mate, I'd actually seen that. I watched, I've, I've been watching, especially coming up to the podcast, going and buy, uh, out with the fights, mm. stalking you. Uh, <laughs> I'm the police, but you, you, you'd kind of say, I didn't get disrespect. I got um, a satisfaction from you a wee mm-hmm. bit because you didn't, you, I didn't, Maybe or, or with you'd be able to, but I've just I seen one a video you're talking about it, and I'm like, mm. I could see you're emotional, but you beat a guy, and what you say is I'd never really went that before. It's a great feeling. Somebody talking dirty and disrespecting you, and you I, shut I, them up is a it's actually a I, an emotional thing as well. I was glad that I I I I I had beaten him and 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 like can I eat his words in a way, um, but like, I went in with my my coach and the following following night and I spoke to him and I said I actually apologised I said look I'm because after the fight I went over and I, I, I shouted eh, what happened to your fucking eighth round stoppage and I was shouting at him when the boy was already sparkled you know it was uh, and, and I regret that and, and but that's, you're, that you're basically on drugs at that point that you maybe not quite used to high, yeah, the definitely. adrenaline's really going through and you literally come out your body a wee bit and aye and, 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 and his whole mob his whole his whole team were really really um, hard to deal with as well they were dead kind of hostile towards me and that as I was walking out out the the arena with my girlfriend and after my brother, the fight after the fight you know and I had oh you was like the double dragon back to back you and your girl ready <coughs> you know, to take I them on I genuinely every, all my supporters had left at this point and I thought I was going to get jumped on my way to the car Crazy. I'd say that to my brother you know these I says well these these are going to jump me this mob and um, thankfully we got out um, okay, and and but uh, I went into my coach the next day, and he's like, ah, "Look, that's I apologise." I says, "Look, that, he's like, I know it's just not, it just isn't you. You're not the sort of guy to act like that." And and I just obviously take the opportunity to be on the podcast to just say that um, that isn't me, and 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 apologise for acting like that, basically. So. Um, You're a young guy, man. You, you make things and this is everything about that. Like going in, he's talking crap. You know that he's knocking guys are both good records. You want mm-hmm. it as well. Like people like a, a, a bit of spite, a bit of needle and stuff as well. I think it makes more of a, an exciting fight. And you, of course, so that's what sells. Like the UFCs really yeah. get really bad for it now. And guys mm-hmm. are saying, "Listen, I don't like doing that." A biggest thing, like I like teaching my boys when we watch this stuff, and I'll even rewind it back and it says the respect after it. It says, oh, you know, right. there's a big yeah. difference between fighting in the street and fighting in the ring. And it says, you got to respect people, you know, and mm. going in and it says, even guys that they get caught up in all that crap to sell the fight and after they go up and they, you know, have mm. a bit, they get too close sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, Hugging yeah, and kissing, yeah, 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 yeah. but mutual respect for somebody that's going through the stuff that you're going because oh, yeah, yeah. earlier on I was talking about um, you're a hard guy, but I don't even mean by the fight. I mean you're hard because you're disciplined. <coughs> you know you're a family guy. You've got your kids, you've got your misses. You don't drink. You train hard. You take care of yourself. You're not walking in here like all bloated because you've been off in lockdown <laughs> eating all the crap. You're a disciplined. That's the hard part. Doing stuff day in day out. Turning up. You just need to show right. up and turn yep. up every day. Well, during this obviously the lockdown uh, situation with COVID nineteen, I've actually my brother-in-law's. Um, he got hold of a wee unit and he bought a lot of equipment and like 
weights and he was good enough to get me a bag, a heavy bag. So before that, I was doing a lot of runs and shadow boxing and circuits in the garden, but... You needed to hit something. Ah, uh, yeah. So he um, he's like, ah, look, I've got you a bag, and he put it up in his his unit, you know, and and see if it wasn't for him, like he's he's really helped me through because the gyms are shut and I'm not being able to train with my coach. He's been kind of Michael. He's been filling in, and he's he's actually been doing the sessions with me and stuff. Michael's a good guy. So he's a great guy. So just want to say uh, thanks to Michael as well. Um, and he's actually it's it's a cracking setup. It's got his YouTube a YouTube channel called the Muscle Hut. So if anybody wants to check it out, um, have a look. So any any, any things like that, we'll definitely post them up. On oh the, no, I appreciate it. In the podcast, great. thanks. Uh, I've seen a lot of people are trying to get creative and stuff, and it's easy to fall back into the things. But mm. that's what I often say about people that they're self-made. I don't believe we're totally self-made. I believe it's the relationships that you've got with people. And I spoke oh, about, like, even when I've talked to people, it's like, you, Linda, you've done this yourself and done that. And I know I've done it with the help of my wife, you know, mm-hmm. my mum, my mates. Yep. That mm, you were there at the beginning to help you go along. And it's like what Michael done there. That's the things that you remember. Oh, definitely. Because my, my coach always, like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a caring team around me. Yeah. Um, one of the better, real well-known gym down there eh, in Greenock. Greenock, yep. Danny Is it John Sim- John, Sim- uh, John Simpson? Jo- John one. That's who. My Does he train down there still? Or occasionally comes down now and again, but he's he's retired now, and uh, he, I think he, he occasionally come down just to like, work out. And, yeah, and just be amongst the stuff, boys and get an atmosphere. I thought after when he was a, a guest. Oh right, right. And he'd had a few scoops, and I'm like, I gotta go ask him for his picture. You know, I'm trying to be professional. I'm not like that, John. Big fan, man. Can we get your picture? Because we've watched the fight. Hardy guy. Very tough, tough oh, guy, man. And definitely. he's been in some good scraps and seen it. And he was good enough to give me the picture. And he was oh, hands up and stuff. Oh, and I says, thanks very much, mate. I'll not keep you from having fun. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's obviously watching him fight. My coach trained him and he won the Lonsdale belt outright, which is one of the hardest belts to win. Because you don't... You can win out like... A belt, a, a belt, and you—that's you. You've got it for keeps. But the Lonsdale one, you need to win it three times to keep it out. Right, okay, I didn't know that. Win it once, so realistic it's four fights to win it outright to keep. Three and after you actually win it as well. Ah, uh, so that's it's it's um, it's just that dead prestigious t- title, you know that way. Like some carry more weight than others, don't they? The mm-hmm. Scottish Cup's much more than the League Cup, isn't it? So exactly. they're both cups, but one has got a bit more tradition and a bit more. Mm-hmm. Power behind it, you know. So I mean, it's it's diff- It's a really really hard hard belt to win 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 it. N- never mind win it outright. And what have you got? You got a Celtic, a Celtic title, which is a, a minor title just now. It's, it's not minor. It's, the uh, Celts are hard to race. So um, I've got that under my belt, and I've got the British Eliminator. So hopefully, I can get a chance at the British title. Oh, I mean, I was just a, you're on a bit of a roll there as well. This, mm-hmm. but I guess everybody's in the same boat. So. I know I've I've seen that uh, my dad there. I fucking I never get any luck when it comes to boxing because when I was to box for that um, Celtic title, I had three opponents scheduled for it, and and um, they they all pulled out. They couldn't. I couldn't get a, due to like, injuries or whatever. That's a big thing with the con- uh, combat sport. I don't think people realise is you can set up a fight, but when you're training, you can get hurt. Oh, quite easy like just even training never mind like sparring or oh, getting out of the bed the wrong side you know anything just, the slightest thing and then you hear guys that fight with these injuries and as you know it's 
it's a bit taboo to mention your your yeah. uh, injuries even after the fight and stuff because they're like, oh, I saw a loser and stuff. But these guys do fight with gen, you know, genuine injuries, and oh. it must be brutal, man. Aye, that it's a physical, physical sport. So I think um, when you're training as hard and as often, you're running your body down constant. Like you, you don't when you go into a gym, you don't build muscle. You you break your body down. It's it's the diet and the recovery that builds it afterwards which a lot of people don't know. So, I mean, if pro boxers are punishing themselves in training sessions, you're going to get hurt, you know, and unfortunately... That's Just how well you respond to it or get over things. Everybody... A bit me, of luck. With me, uh, a bit of luck. And, and, and with me, every fighter gets aches and pains. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. constantly so, but I just push my body to limit every time and I give 100% every session. I'll never, like, kid myself on. Because I think you only get some. I don't believe in where you get what you get. What's that? What's he saying? I think you get what you work for. I think. I think. I think it's hard work that gets you where you want to go. You make your own luck. Oh, mm. actually, some of these cheesy quizzes you like. It's a bit cheesy, but these things are true. All these yeah, things. I, what, I like what you put, what is what you get out. Hundred percent. And some people call things like karma or whatever. And I believe that like you put out good vibes as a person as well to come back to. So that's probably why you're feeling uncomfortable because you don't like people talking crap and. You don't want to get caught up in that because you want to put the good vibes and be <coughs> the guy that you are. You don't drag down to somebody else's level. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yes. no, I mean, I, I, that's why I says going back to that hard thing, as you says, going over that pain. Like, I, I, I liked skateboarding when it first came out. I went on mm. a couple of times, I fell off, hit my elbow. Like, that's enough for me. I don't like getting whacked <laughs> in the elbow. It was the guys that fell off ten, no, oh. ten times the first day that get back on it. They get good because then everybody's like, "Oh, he's made that look easy." Does that nobody ever sees all the work that's done out with it? Oh, so that's why you must get so annoyed with these. Uh, what's the word I'm calling these trolls on the internet? All these hard. I guess the Joe Rogan one. We're speaking about. I always talk about Joe Rogan. As you, mm-hmm. uh, most people know on the podcast, but he says he just doesn't deal with these guys at all he doesn't read comments he doesn't get back to the negativity and stuff negativity. and you've got to do that because it's the old uh, fat guy sent to his wife runs and his it's mom's basement in America but it's these know. guys not doing anything that get a hatred for you by you doing something so they're looking to pick you down and stuff so you just don't get involved in these guys because they're just trying well, to drag you down like he says it's negative but you're always going to get jealous folk you know and and the social media and, and, and YouTube and stuff like that, that's a platform for them. So uh, I actually just get rid of, I, I, to be honest, I actually just get rid of my Facebook recently because I was getting fed up with it and I was maybe spending too much time scrolling and I thought, I'm, yeah, that's a big I'm thing. getting fed up with it's this. It's not a positive thing for some people. I keep don't it get, for... Don't get me wrong, it's great. See, when you've got like long distance family and stuff to keep in touch with, it's ideal for that, you know, but you get a lot of, it's a time suck. Aye, it's, it's too much time consuming and I want to live life. I don't want to be sitting staring at a screen and I've kept my Instagram for my boxing related stuff. You know, Yeah, I went on that. No, so much personal. It's good to give back to the fans too as well because you, even small things, like you get support from it and it gives you opportunities but I think it's just nice to see guys like mm. how you're doing and things because you've got fans. Oh, yep. And to be honest, it is a good thing for in boxing terms as well to keep to keep people like you in the limelight and getting to like put it this way. See, Andrew Ease, it beat Anthony Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. He, he 
got his title shot through a private message to Eddie Hearn on Instagram. There's a lot of guys getting fights talking shit. So, unbelievable, you know, so it can be good in that sense. Um, so, but you need, you do, you do need that for, for your, for your um, fan and support base, I think. Social media is great for that. I think you just got to find what suits you and do it. I says, like, I've kind of spread myself over too many of them as well because I'm always one to put, like, photographs and people seeing. And it, as he says, like, sometimes it's that mindless flick of the thumb. Mm. You're like, what am I actually doing? I and I've made a conscious effort over even the lockdown to produce and create rather than consume stuff. Because mm. sometimes I've went, like, you're, I'm tired and you come home from work and you're just sitting there like, I just sat there for an hour and a half of my life doing absolutely nothing I've gained nothing from it I've just wasted my time I don't mean to sound selfish or anything but I think I, I just need to focus on myself of my course family, you do man you know, I don't need to be it's not selfish to take care <laughs> of your family <laughs> I just um, I was just it was out of boredom maybe I'm sitting and just I was you like, can spend your time better do you know what I mean oh exactly and I'd time's rather... precious as we spoke about with kids when you get kids and mm-hmm. your training you're trying to do stuff right. You've got you've, you'll have like business things you need to do. Like I guess you get like sponsors and things as well to help you. Definitely, and, and I think obviously. The, so that's a time consume as well. Mm-hmm. That's positive for you, sort yeah. of thing. So, mm-hmm. so I'd rather maybe just be like instead of like on your phone or watching telly, I'd rather just be maybe out in the garden or something like that. Simple Aye, getting things. that vitamin D Aye. doing stuff. Oh, definitely. Listen, I've got a bone to pick with you, by the way. Right. My brother's... <laughs> not so much a bone to pick with you, I'm just like, I didn't expect that. Who's your favourite boxer? My favourite fighter was Tommy Morrison. I like... Um, I probably know a lot of people would know him. Um, he boxed in early 90s. Yeah, but uh, people will know him. How are the people going to know him? So they'll probably know more so from Rocky, <laughs> the Rocky film. Um, what was it, Rocky Five? I think it? it was Five Eye. It was uh, Tommy Gunn in that. So, but he's people. A lot of people don't know that he's, he wasn't as big as like Mike Tyson back then and all that. But um, he had that, a phenomenal knockout record. So mm. he did as well, didn't he? That's why I, I liked him. I liked him with his big left hook. You know, did you always... get him through Rocky? But because you're probably that age, I guess that came out. I went to the cinema. See, I I love Rocky. I'm unapologetic and loving Rocky movies. I think every every boxer you know watched watched Rocky when they were growing up, and and, and I don't know how I learned that Tommy Gunn was actually Tommy Morrison, the, the a real boxer. Uh, but I picked up on that, and then seen some of his fights, and I was like, just he's had a mad life. Eh? Pretty gruesome ending as well. It's oh, quite sad when you read very, into it. a tragic story actually with Tommy Morrison. How he's how. He's like so young as well. What he was, he was forty or something like that when he died. At least, and um, just living that party lifestyle, you know, and just it catches up with you. Oh, you just see these great guys that never, well, a good guy up because I probably, I obviously wouldn't say great. He'd done great things, but as a great boxer, will go down. But it's you got to do things right. His two sons are boxers and I hope they're knocking Kaiser. Uh, that's right. I, 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 I actually, I didn't realise that, but um, he's, he's, I think his sons are quite doing quite well so far. Have you ever he's... seen the fight with uh, Ray, Ray Mercer? When he gives him about 40 One of the most... unreplied he punches. Oh. I'm silly. It's actually like, well, but even to take all them shows mm. what, what he's made of. Uh, Ray Mercer was that was one of the nastiest nastiest knockouts knockouts you'll ever you'll ever see. Um, but I, I loved Morrison's big left hook. He were always on the edge of your seat, like watching when's it coming, and then it would just this big cannonball. 
and take people out. You know, I just that's how I like. Crazy him. life reading. I think he was one of these guys who was fighting. Like he had to lie about his age to get like all the amateur fights and stuff. Just crazy. If you ever want to go on one of the rabbit holes reading stuff, going into his life's pretty crazy. Morrison and his, he bummed the candle at both ends. You know, I just didn't expect that. Is what I was saying. I thought <laughs> usually like guys my age, whether it's Tyson or some people are a bit more, more older, popular ones. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's mm-hmm. or Money Mayweather or just whoever Ricky Hatton we were talking about earlier. I just like that's quite unusual, man. <laughs> I says he a big Rocky fan. <laughs> Um, I it was, it was actually a just a, a his career was cut short through his personal life and his a lot of antics. the guys as you know like a lot of these guys are flawed characters as well aren't they? and mm. maybe haven't got the support you've got your family and your dad that's been through it. some of these guys are street guys that they're just wild oh I mean he was he was on all sorts of steroids and then living a life with all different women and and just. You know, you can't do that if you're a boxer. You need to be 100%. Your body's just right now. Mm-hmm. Look at the guy we were talking about, uh, a great uh, world champion Scottish boxer, Harrison. Exactly. He had yep. a lot of problems and stuff, and I think a lot of it stemmed through alcohol and things. And he was from, we used to go down and watch these fights mm-hmm. down a pub with my friends and uh, my wife when we were younger, and they were great because he was, he was something else. He was... Oh, it was a destroyer. Could have been guys. so. Could have probably been so much more if it wasn't. Oh, for without his, a doubt. Because I seen he's he's been training again. He looks in great shape. Um, I I think he was not back for a license there but for whatever reason. But mm. he definitely still looks the part, you know. But yeah. just too much. I think he's about ages as me. I think he's too too um too old for a boxer now. I, I always say to people, I'm too old to be a boxer. <laughs> tell me. I always tell oh, people um, you're a cruel man. I thought you were going to stop being mean to people, man. I always tell people uh, boxing's a short career. Absolutely, it's like mate. football. You know, you've only got a small window of opportunity to really make your name and make your. Dana White said that the other day, and people don't understand. He says the USA says it's not a career. And it was like, what do you mean the money? And oh, I think the average is like three fights or something for guys, whatever. Mm. And if you do it, but you've got to find something else too. Oh, you need something to to obviously fall back on. That's how a lot of boxers get depressed and go off and have a lot of issues. After. Ricky Hatton and other fighters like that. So many suffer from depression. Because you're getting your drug fix, if you like, it says with your natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about adrenaline, just all these things <coughs> that you've got that high taken away from you. What do you replace it with? Mm-hmm. Even like Joe Kills Aggie, which a lot of people say is probably the best modern day British boxer. Hard to argue that he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, he went through a wee bit as well because it's hard. You're going through every the adulation of people, the buzz and everything, and then that just kind of just disappears overnight, doesn't it? When you stop doing it, exactly. Like you're one one minute you're highest highest that you, highest high. Like when you won your fights and um, you've made your coach and your supporters proud and all that's a great great feeling. You've done yourself well and f- going for the times to just I don't mean to say a regular guy, but just something you're not used to. It's it must be hard Quite. to, to so deal what, what, with. What, what sort of stuff that do you you into? Uh, t- to be honest, Brian, I've no actually. You're which, too consumed. I take it. You're still I young. Probably I've got an unhealthy kind of. Um, it's not unhealthy it's uh, the drive that makes you what you are mate and I say even we're going back to my brother right and I don't know Davey's highly competitive boy right he's a big strong guy too and he's the youngest of three brothers right mm-hmm. so he obviously get his nipple twisted a few times off us. so Davey's get a real 
competitive edge like even playing snooker see if you beat him in snooker he, he wouldn't talk to you for the rest of the day <laughs> so sometimes like oh I can't be worried so I'd let him win that's right <laughs> I'd let you win sometimes because I couldn't deal with you but I, I talk about like these footballs that people hate you know like your Neil Lennons you don't hate them when you play for your team you hate them when they don't play for your team because you'll have the other guys of the other team that they wind you up because they're just uh, so committed to winning they just do what it takes, but that's why they're winners, and that's why they get angry. Mm-hmm. That's why you get emotional and stuff when you yeah. you shut this guy up because you've got the drive to be the best. If you haven't got that, then you won't be the best. Mm-hmm. You need to have that drive, that kind of. I think you need a wee bit of nastiness and maliciousness to probably to, what you said, the selfishness of Weaver. I guess selfishness. That's what the. But I don't for. mean that in a bad way. I just mm-hmm. as yeah, definitely. Um, but I, like, like I was about to say there, I don't think that I've got enough interests in life. I hate, like, right now, you probably can't have too many, would you say? You've uh, got your family. Yeah, that's obviously my main priority in life is my, my family. But um, I've, all my time and effort goes into my boxing and it shows. my career. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll just, I just won't stop until I, where I want to go. And that's just keep winning, keep winning convincingly. And uh, I, that's just my drive. You know, and that's why with this COVID thing, I've I've kept training where a lot of boxers would. I train for enjoyment anyway. I don't train just because. See if you're in, in a camp for a fight. You know, I try. I train just for peace of mind and. Oh, it's a uh, mental health. I would keep on yeah, telling people is like a lot of people are suffering in there because maybe they feel trapped in the house and they can't get out. But I always <laughs> say, an Archie's ball saying since we're throwing them out here like nobody's business. I says you never come down a mountain unhappy. I like hill walking and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Sometimes you're like, oh man, my legs are burning, whatever, I'm carrying all the equipment. But every time you walk down there, you are literally, quite literally the top of the world, guy. You feel great because Mm. you've exerted yourself. I always tell them, trying to do stuff with kids, you put that hard work in, you can chill that night. You can watch that movie with some M&Ms or whatever, you've earned it. See if you're sitting about the guy that's just waked up and woke up and playing video games all day and then playing at night, you're not going to enjoy it. You've not earned that. I say... um my brother-in-law was told me kind of gave me a, a bit of an insight but it's like an endorphin the endorphins that's is that the word yeah yeah which is like a feel good factor yep. after you work out you know you it's feel all chemicals exactly and, and that's um, what your brain is that's what it, it sends signals and chemicals how you feel or you're up and down so you can control mm-hmm. things and it says you'll feel great you're probably you'll not train for a bit oh I'm losing my <laughs> six pack here <laughs> but you feel like crap a wee bit don't you you do if you don't if I, I, me personally if I don't train I feel guilt a wee bit like I, I'll be like oh I need to go to a run or I need to get to the gym and, and things like that but I, I do I do work out and, and even after my career I will continue to train definitely a lot. that's a big problem look at Tyson how big he oh, got I know he's back in he's looking phenomenal actually I man. Know, he's looking great and, um, um, I've seen a lot he's he's, he's uh, training videos put up recently on YouTube and stuff but uh, a, a lot of boxers seem to put weight on as well I've noticed after the well, look at the the work rate you're doing right you're burning so many calories right you'll have your food that you'll eat quite a bit as well won't you because mm. you need that fuel what happens when you dial back and you're still eating the same but then you're probably going ah, maybe not you because you're not drinking but some guys oh, I'll have maybe a glass of wine or some chocolate and stuff it just my you've, biggest you've tipped fault, the scales of both ways. Aye, my biggest fault is I'm a sweet tooth. Like I, I, I'm quite. I like chocolate and all that. No, so We've much. Got our faces, aye, like, that's my my weakness. Like, I, I don't eat so much crisps and takeaways. Oh, they're it's the more, worst. It's more chocolate for me. I, I'm 
I just I'm a big chocolate. Just make it dark uh, chocolate. That's not too bad. That's <laughs> right. A good way. Of, no, I. It's get good for your brain as well, isn't it? The Imagine, dark chocolate. Uh, coca. <laughs> just don't do the other coca, and you'll be all right. <laughs> I'm the same. Stay like, away I, I I think sugar is can be dangerous as well. As you know, it's like like I think you can most people like a Big Mac can be a dangerous thing to people. Mm. We all talk about drugs, but certain foods can be dangerous to people. You've seen what it what it does to them physically that they get depressed, they can't move. People are going in these scooters because they get so big, so they're yeah, actually not getting that exercise. So mm-hmm. we can get caught up and addicted to anything. I think mm-hmm. there's just some things that are a wee bit like you get addicted to training's probably better than nah, bottles of bucket, yeah. you know, because you're from the aren't you? <laughs> bit of a rivalry the other day. I'm for Clyde Bangs from Dumbarton. I won't mention it, but I'm not. I'm not too happy. But your missus. She's from the good part of town. She's Clyde Bank. Yeah, yeah mate. Uh, <laughs> My first, um, my bo- first oh. boxing club. I, f- I was, I, I forgot Barry. to mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Wagner was my first boxing. I coach. still see him. Do I time up the hills? He's a hill walker. Aye, there, he does, does a lot of that. Um, was it Oak Patrick Hills? Yep. He does. Nice. And he goes up Humphrey. I see him up he, there. He was doing that um, every night. Every night at one point. Um, we've not actually spoke now. I left him and don't even remember what year it was, but I get more. I boxed a few amateur fights with him, and uh, my dad obviously took him, took me as my. my I'll start from the beginning, Brian, right? My first boxing club was the Renton Boxing Club, which I went there because it was quite convenient. Is um, that where you're from in the band? No, I'm from originally Castle Hill I, I, that's where the I was posh part. brought up right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, my, I went to the renting because it was convenient you know it was only f- you start you make it easy you don't yeah yeah, yeah. So you start so my dad was taking me down there and he was what gonna, age I'm really young I must have been at eight eight at least maybe and my dad was coaching me just like taking in the pads and teaching me the basics and I would join in with the boxing club and do the circuits and stuff like that. And as I got older, my dad's like, ah, "Right, I'll take you to a, a better club." So I went to Clyde Bank, which was obviously um, a wee bit further out, but again convenient. So uh, Barry was my first coach. He had you remember them, Gary MacArthur and Vinnie Baldessara. He um, uh, to come into the gym. MacArthur, he comes in and he'll train the odd time in the, the gym we never go to. It's another one just not far from Barry's. Right, oh, right. We get invited to go uh, from a, f- a friend of ours to the football to go down. Brilliant. And uh, just, it's a really good atmosphere, is what you say. It's not all about, it doesn't need to be the best stuff, but the guys are, f- the, um, mm-hmm. the trainers in there are fantastic, man. Eddie yeah. is just, he's brilliant with the kids. Uh, they all love it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just fun. <coughs> Yeah, and Barry, I've actually done a photographic project. My last one to kind of complete my H and D. photographed down there. He was really good. I gave him a big print and stuff. He was well chuffed, oh, man. Um, Excellent. So that's quite funny, I. So that so that that was I, I went to Barry's and then I started to have amateur fights uh, as Barry as my coach, and and I'm I'm grateful to Barry because he, he he taught taught me a lot um, early on. And I picked up a lot, but uh, it got to the point where. I was wanting to box regular and I wasn't getting fights very often and maybe like 
actually got to the point which done it for me me and my brother we boxed amateurs my brother boxed amateur at the your time older brother my younger brother younger so I've, I've got two two brothers um that's my middle brother robbie boxed um and basically we weren't getting very many fights and we actually got to the point where we went to barry look can we can do extra nights for extra training and it was only open two nights a week a, a tuesday and thursday which isn't enough really if you're wanting to take no. it more serious so I'd said to Barry um, that I was moving the club, and so left. We left there, and I didn't rush into any coach or 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 um, jump the gun. Many, obviously, my dad had mentioned um, Danny Lee, but we tra- tried a few other clubs and a few other trainers, and we just never really gelled with certain trainers. And um, my dad knew Danny because he boxed in the same the boxing the Scotland team as amateurs years ago and I always liked uh, Danny Lee because I'd, I'd, he, he coached the Scotland amateurs when I was coming through and, and I always liked his style, he's, he's, we just gelled, you know, I, I, like, I, I like him as a person I've got a, and I, we kind of grew a bond together. You do, um, you just, you create, it can be so many different things, you never know, but just some people you feel dead comfortable with, don't yeah, you? Yeah, t- totally and I think that's such a big part for a boxer, you need to have trust in your coach. Without see if you know you're with the wrong coach if you know get trust in him. So um Danny and me we 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 are great and we just had it off and we've been together ever since and there's no another coach for me. Um and then we we, we he asked me to turn pro. Um and it's been like us since and I've I've got another um uh, coach, I've got a, a great team to be honest. A great team, can't thank them enough. Um, Grant McCauley, he's he helps me out with Danny as well, he, he coaching me, and, and he's like kind of like my set, second coach. And um, he's he's great, always phoning up other clubs for sparring and all that, taking me out his own time to like travel. He's great as well. Um, and I do a lot of it, I've started a lot since I've turned pro I never done it as much as when I was an amateur but I started doing strength training you know uh, boxing's always evolving so you're always trying to keep on top of things and stuff so I started doing a lot of strength and conditioning so I'm I'm training with Alex Wheeland at Pro Life in Paisley twice twice a week Um, if I can't make it like two two nights a week I'll always make sure I get in one big lifting session uh, a week anyway so my team's great and I've got my manager Ian Wilson um, he owns the St Andrews Sporting Club and he's not just like a manager to me he's more of a pal as well we've got a cracking relationship and sounds like you get a good circle around you oh, you know that's, that's what I need um, and I've, I've, I've got my dad as well and, and my support all my, my support as well my family it's, it's great so I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate you know what I mean and it's, it's good when I win because it's not just what, me it's a whole team's the team winning. Yep, so as a team thing obviously as mm-hmm. you're getting in there but it just says people Helping you push with the training, oh, definitely, and the fitness things like, like me and you love the UFC, and I think they've really bought a scientific thing with they try everything, don't they? They've got guys climbing with trees for oh, balance and stuff. I love the way that UFCs run because if you watch, um, they don't mess, man. They've got one belt in one division, I know they've got, like, and they all fight each other. Ah, exactly. They don't hide. Some oh. of the guys, it's starting to get that way because I've noticed like uh, some guys like Mosfidal and. Uh, uh, John Jones and stuff they're not doing certain fights because the money's not right so no. it's going to get that way I think but there was a wee golden era that if you were winning and you, you fought each other 
Oh, there was, and and that's the problem with boxing. Too many belts, too many politics. It just gets so big because mm. USC was quite small at one point. I don't even know it was on the roster, but that's just like one. Yep. Fight organization. We've got all the other ones, but nobody really pays too much. Bellator's kind of on the radar, but to me, it's all UFC. I think like these guys pricing themselves. I, I call it pricing themselves out of fights. Yeah. If you're going to ask for too much money, that's no realistic. You don't want to fight. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's my attitude. Um, to me, like you don't make money like at the early on. You need to. If you're in this for money, you're in it for the wrong thing anyway. Because <laughs> there's other ways to make dough. I boxed for years and years as an amateur, never got a penny. And see, boxing pro is, is shite money. To be honest, it's people think, oh, you can get paid for your fights, and and well, that's why you see guys later on in the careers that kind of make it big, take on fights, and like, why is he doing it? Because like, that's a payday. He's put mm. his time in. And he's just I do want understand to take care of stuff. It, it will you, come. I, I think it's if people, it's a lot of hard work that people, and maybe if they want rewarded through money, that's fine. But. I, t- I work full time, so I'm. I don't. I'm no boxing for money, or or. Uh, I just, I just look at you can. People can look at it as a as a job or whatever. I don't look at it that way. You know, I do it for, for the love of it, and and that's always been my outlook for boxing. You know, that's so although, that's why you're good. Mate. One of the reasons because it says you get caught out and go back to that fight with, um, your dad fighting Barrett. It just sometimes he looked as if he didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's the vibe yeah, I got, yeah. and they were even saying like, "Why is he not following up?" He hardly threw any combinations in the beginning and stuff. And your dad just out faulted him, I think, for a lot of it. Well, well I've actually mentioned this while we're on this. Is um, he's getting controversial? Guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barrett, Barrett actually was with a manager up here right at the time. Alec Morrison, you'll remember him, maybe. Yes, I do. I do remember. He was quite big in the scene back yeah, in the day, yeah. wasn't he? Well, back in the day, it was. M- Morrison and Morrison's Tom. a bigger kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he owns a gym up in Dunmarnock. Um, um, I can't remember the street, but it's in Dunmarnock. But he's, he's he's obviously still going. His business is still he's still promoting. Whether well, Tommy Gilmer's retired, but in Scotland there was only Alec Morrison and Tommy Tommy Gilmer at the time, mm-hmm. and um, we were up sparring in Morrison's gym. He's all him and uh, and his his daughter run kind of runs a lot of his business now. Um, Christine and she's she's always welcomed us in. And uh, anyway, we were sparring up in that gym, his gym recently, and he came up and he was he he'll speak. He said to my dad, um, Robert, I promoted Barrett at the time, and and I felt that you should have got that decision that night. And Mate, you watch it. I'm not. It says I'm definitely thing. not blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. And a guy like that, who knows. A ton more than me. I'm just a guy. Just another opinion. If, if I would said thing, me like who cares what you're saying? But mm. just, I had your dad winning it, and I wanted to watch it. Just I'm like, would it be neutral? Just want because I'd seen another video about your dad talking about um, quite a humble guy. To be honest, I guess that's where you get it from because he was no way came across as bitter or anything. He was just talking. Mm. He was talking about you, and he just says like, uh, "Martin's get power." Mm. He says, "I didn't feel I had the power he had." And I was just like, I want to watch this. So I sat down and watched the fight. I think it was it's like a, it's a long fight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, so I sat down and watched it, went the full distance, and I yeah. just like, wow. It's, you know. Because obviously I knew the outcome before going in, mm-hmm. but I'm just like trying to watch that, and that, that's what I felt. Yeah, Since your yeah. dad was from Glen Fruin or something? Yeah, that's what my dad's originally from uh, 
Mary Hill in Glasgow. That's right, I was wondering because I'm actually in the born, middle of nowhere. Aye, aye, that's where he was originally born. And, and, Do you know what Glen Froon is famous for? Mm, no. A massacre, a, a fight between the McGregors. The McGregors beat another clan, I can't remember, I think they were greatly outnumbered and the McGregors kicked their ass. Oh, really? I think McGregor's acknowledged his mm. uh, his name as a Scottish name. He comes back and he says, "I've got that kind of warrior spirit." Ah, right, right. So that's what Glen that. Frena rolled up in that. I can't yeah. remember what the other clan was, but definitely I definitely look into that. Aye. And then it said Helensborough from he thought was yeah, that his yeah. club or something? No, there? he boxed him. His coach was a guy Tony McCrory. It was actually in Greenock. Uh, Port Glasgow way and my dad's always when we are when obviously I'm from Dumbarton and I'm travelling to Greenock stop talking about Dumbarton okay. every night um, <laughs> so my dad's like ah, oh, repeating history here this is what I done do you know what I mean I drove every night this way and now my, my son's doing it wow. so it's it's cool that, that way if cool. you look, look at it you know so um, he, he trained with Tony McCrory um, from from his pro career but my dad um, I think he had a few coaches early on but Tony McCrory was the one that he, he gelled with, you know, and, and, and trained him for that fight, so, yeah, it's, it's cool. Did I hear one of, that's funny, because I thought when I was watching it that uh, Barrett, I'm like watching, the, he one of his trainers was Scottish. Oh, Somebody really? in his corner, yeah, yeah. I heard the Scottish accent, and I was like, that maybe coming from your dad's, but it was, it, the, the visual was Barrett oh, on his stool, yeah. and I'm like, that's a Scottish guy, and I'm like, I wonder if there was a wee... Possibly, yeah. Maybe, possibly. But again, I... I doesn't mean anything, but that's just the way I felt. And mm-hmm. I says boxing is unfortunately sports. If it goes to the decision, it's up in the air, isn't it? Oh well, do you know? See, obviously MMA, the UFC um, owner Dana White, he was actually he criticises get lots of decisions. He he was I like the way he runs things, right? And I think I'd be he'd be great for boxing as a definitely promote. man. And there was talk of him going into boxing and and. and I thought he was going to go with the McGregor sort of Mayweather. I, th- I, mean, I thought that he was kind of. There was talk about uh-huh. it at one point, right? And he was going to start his own, maybe b- b- boxing promotion, and then it got he got so far, and he fucking came out with an interview recently and saying, "Look, boxing's beyond broken. That's why I don't want involved with it. I'm glad now that I realise I'm going to just focus on my own business, and that's." The, He's got a boxing background. He trained and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was like a pro fighter, no. even an amateur fighter, but he. Yeah, he, he, I think he dabbled in it, didn't he? He get on? he get caught in with the Irish mob in Boston. Actually, I'm sure that they wanted in on in a gym. He was doing like a boxer size sort of thing, and they wanted in this gym. And I don't know if he get threatened or whatever, but he bolted to uh, Vegas or something. I think that's how that kind of came about. Oh, right, right. But they kept him because remember they had the big sale the UFC. They sold for what four they billion sold, from right. the two Fratita brothers, mm-hmm. and they kept Dana because obviously. Um, he's good at what he does he's as a friend of mine just sent me who's on the podcast previously <coughs> Greg mm-hmm. the Celtic coach he's a big uh, combat sports uh, fan as well and he's, he says I think he's a genius this is real I look at this fight island stuff nothing happening Fucking I've been really. watching UFC fights I love it I record it so uh, I yep. forward through all the fluff and that's it I, I love it and but it well, says why is Nodell really kind of I know like he's pushing all the time and that's why I many think new fans think he got from that because nobody's watching anything exactly so he'd be great for boxing but that's the thing with boxing. Boxing is just so fucking corrupt. It's it's dirty. It's it's it really is. It's a nasty. And it was always known that way, wasn't it's, it? It's always the mafia and the initial beginnings and corrupt like, decisions everywhere. Stuff. You know, you need a few box away from home. They need Martin Harvey, uh, Harkins' power. <laughs> not guys out. We're not well, going to decision here. If you go and box on, say a, a big matchroom show, 
uh, matching Eddie Hearn's business yep. um, or, a, or a big Frank Warren show that and, and you're a Scottish fighter uh, Scotland's not a big boxing dominant nation so but we did, Scotland is really good but if you think of the numbers we've got mm-hmm. and the amount of world champions and stuff it does for a small small it is a small it was, it was somebody said that the for the I think it was just the ratio of population to world champions. Like we've had tons, and you go through and you like Pat Clinton, you had the Harrison, um, Taylor mm. just there. You had mm. Burns and stuff. You know, we've we've had tons. So Jim I mean, Watt, but, but if Alex you, Buchanan. You could be uh, here for ages, mm-hmm. even going back Benny Lynch and stuff. How was the first who Mike Tyson actually name checked when he came to Glasgow? Because oh, he'll he? he'll get caught up. Because obviously we're talking about Custom Auto's influence. Tyson used to lock himself in a room at night and watch all the old. Uh, Reels of all the old box. He had an encyclopedia uh, knowledge of boxing. Study so he'd watch all these guys. He's came over and he's like rhyming stuff off about Benny Lynch and they're like, what? Ah, right. He knows. Like that's the big thing with Tyson. That lisp and the high pitched voice and stuff. He's he's definitely smart. He lives and breathes boxing. Mm-hmm. But um, if you like, I was saying, like, if see if you go and box on one of these big Sky Sports shows, you're not going to get the decision. Like if if he's a matchroom fighter, you need to knock the guy out to win. Exactly, and it's ruthless. That's, that's the way it is, you know. But then again, people want to see that. They want to see boring decisions. And me, like watching a fight as well, I do like admire the the boxing side of things and stuff. But people want to see fights. They want to see guys that come come to fight and and put they do because it, it says Mayweather undefeated forty fights and he's getting dusty runs away. I've been that guy too because I don't mm. particularly like watching overly defensive guys. Nah. It's called negative boxing, I think. That's why Mike Tyson was so exciting in his heyday and his prime. I don't think MD would have lived with him. You're just waiting for that unexpected thing, aren't you? He just, you know, he's so exciting. and, and So fast, you explosive. Are, you are watching a live execution when you watched Mike Tyson. Yeah, the know? guys destroyed before they were getting the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly, and and fighters are not like, like the fighters back then, you know, and nowadays I just don't feel there's... No, he's definitely going to go down in history for knowing it's just sheer regret. It's like the perfect storm. Like if you see him when he was 13, he was a full-grown man. He was he should, but if you Aye. watch him, he was quick. You know, duck, see the way he's ducked and throws them. Frightening, frightening. That people inside, getting inside the pocket and throwing an uppercut that was just sparking guys left, mm. right and centre. Most exciting fighter ever, in my opinion. Oh, I, think. I think without a doubt. Absolutely. I think Muhammad Ali bought a whole new era with the, the trash talking and the fancy feet and just the showbiz aspect and everything. But Tyson just like he even like watching Tyson's you know demeanor like the whole black no socks black image. Your dad had the black thing he was on. You know, see maybe Tyson took that from your old boy. I'm trying to maybe. But, I mean, I, I, see when you maybe if you if you look into a, like a corner and you, you see red or, or purple or, or pink, you know you're comfortable with that. You know you walk into that. He's corner. comfortable with his feminine side. I'm <laughs> going to take him on. <laughs> but if you see a dark corner or a black corner, you're going to be well, he ca- was, cautious about going. He in was there. like the bad guy. As it says, you what like a big Andrew Galotta, the big Polish fighter. Like he's like six foot five. Mm. He's built like a house. Like this guy's huge. <clears throat> Not that Tyson wasn't, but. He dwarfed Tyson. Seen the stair down? You could literally just see the boy crumble. Ah, I said, so he had different. He came from the tough place. His neck, um, his power, his reputation preceded him. 
and he was fully like never I don't you've not watched the podcast but he's basically enlightened himself I think he took a mad trip he licked some toad's belly or something and he's just <laughs> he didn't want to talk about boxing he's just going back but now if you speak to him he's talking he talks quite truthfully about what he'd done and why he'd done and it's fascinating getting into the whole psychology that he was just like I'll do anything to beat you that's why with the bite of the year Holyfield mm. which the, he had him on the podcast was quite interesting oh they have and oh, you, you've got to tune I'll into it it's brilliant Tyson Definitely. Fury and all that have been on it too here's he, he, a good one he says <laughs> he says he knew he would beat uh, Klitschko after a session in a sauna as a sparring partner because as you know like Tyson knew Lennox Lewis as a kid and stuff because you're you're in the same ranks you're fighting guys when you're going through amateur careers so you get to know people we think that they just come together as pros but he he went and sparred over with them and it was basically that everybody kept him leaving this sauna because it was getting too hot and he says it was just the two of them left he says so he says i'm absolutely dying he says but i'm just thinking i'm staying here longer than you Psychology, and he just got him and he says he ended up going out and he says i knew i had him through the mind can i mind game that psychological edge that's and that's maybe how he broke him and just uh, gave him like no oh I can beat him if I drag him into deep waters sort of way you know exactly just knowing that it's not all about muscles and things like even the guy you're obviously getting the results that you want is because you're so fully committed and you've got the confidence knowing you've got a good team around you a good pedigree right you know you work hard you know you live right that must give you a huge confidence going in to a guy that you like. I don't know if he trains right. Like, what was it? another boss used to say? I used to train on Christmas Day, and he says, "Why?" And he says, "Because mm. I knew the other guy wasn't doing it." Yeah, yeah. just daft things like mm. that. But that's a psychological thing because you're not going to be that much fit or working one day of the year. Extra. No, it's 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 over a period of time, isn't it? It's and plus, see your rest and recovery. That's just as important. It really is. I. That's People a big thing we didn't realize. We didn't used to drink water in the corners. Oh, they used to mental get it slurp it and spit it out and then it was an off fight and he says it's crazy he says you need to hydrate oh, of course I and the staff things like they thought so we've we've came on and it's good that you I think it's good that you like the UFC because I think boxing can be a bit stubborn with stuff mm-hmm. and UFC Boxing's... they're trying everything they're doing everything god oh, these the, the Diaz brothers they work out stoned that's right jiu-jitsu because it says it opens them up to creative <coughs> ideas and stuff not really? saying that that's going to work for people I'm just saying that they're very truthful in what they say oh they're just like regular guys you know and I, and, and I like their like style because they are they've got that attitude they are fighters they are, like I watched um, I liked uh, the older one Nick Nick Diaz because he had pro he actually had pro boxing contests like a lot of people don't know but if you watch him who does he, who does Nate and him spa in their gym Andre Ward don't they Andre Ward did he ever lose (laughs) exactly I know Andre Ward and and to be fair like we can say did he lose right look at Andre Ward's record he fought (coughs) the best in fact Carl Froch to this day can't stand the fact that he could beat off him him, who's a fantastic boxer in his own right but they sparred with him that's what on a regular basis as well you know, and doing 10, 12 rounds. So, obviously, you're going to pick up massive amounts of speed. You need to spar the best, I think. To, to bring your best out. Bring you? yourself. Again, on. losing off them and seeing what they're doing. And but then again, a lot of people don't realise it's too much heavy sparring puts miles on the clock. Yeah. I Some think. guys now, like uh, Donald Cerrone, 
who's a journeyman now and obviously yeah, but yeah. a fantastic fighter but he's obviously on the down he he's I think maybe for the last five fights or something he doesn't spar at all now. doesn't spar I think you need some sort of competitive pro spam to a degree but too much wear and tear it's like a, if you, it's like a car I always compare it to you, 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 if you're running it into the gutter constantly it's going to put mileage on the clock Absolutely. and it's going to have wear and tear later down the line and that's the way I look at spam I always watched a, a, a guy uh, for example he fought Julio Cesar Chavez he, Meldrick Taylor he was an Olympic gold medalist as an amateur really next big thing um, as a pro and when you watch him for his heyday he used to do, like what he would do is he'd have all these wars in sparring and there's like footage of him on YouTube recent times and he's slurring his words you know he's his, his reactions are delayed and it's it's a, it's a mortal sin to be honest and nah, it's tough seeing these guys you go need that these, way. you need um, proper coaching and, and, and if look, that's what my dad always says to me look see Martin I, I swear to God if, if boxing wasn't for you I would tell you straight you're my son he says I would go and tell you to do something else if you weren't any good so I'm thankful I've got somebody that's looking out for me cause I, and not just as a parent but as a professional uh, boxer some, who's uh, and my coach is the same my, my coach had always said to me which gives you confidence in yourself he'll say I always look at my boxers as one of my own kids because people forget this is people's like sons or, or somebody's mommy or daddy you know you need to think along that way because you can get badly hurt in boxing as well and oh absolutely I know what the guys you fight yeah <laughs> exactly well, I'd rather be dishing it out rather than taking it oh, you're so. definitely doing it you're doing it so what's like going forward now I guess there's uncertainty with things happening but what's what what are you hoping like I'm, I'm hoping soon? I can get my hands on a chance at a British title even that would be ideal um, or, but the way they work it is it's all again politics a big promoter can come in ahead of you and buy, and buy their fighter a position ahead of you and shit like that and, but if, if, I think if you keep winning they can't ignore you no they can't you know and I've spoken to my manager and he's he'll have me fighting as soon as everything's back to normal um, and my coach te- te- was texting me last night and he says look Martin I'll need you about 65 70% fit he says we could take a fight in like three, four weeks, and I'll beat MD in Britain, and and that's my coach is always putting your confidence up. You know he's no bringing, he's always raising your confidence, making you feel unbeatable, and that and f- that's see what they call it doesn't blow smoke up MD's arse whatsoever. As you says he can't because of the nature of the sport as well. Exactly, but I'm he, sure he knows too. Yeah, he's he's a he's been a, he's been and lived that life himself. He's he's been a boxer and, and and boxed pro, so he knows the emotions boxers go through, how they feel. Um, he can relate to all that. He comes from a boxing family as well. His dad, just like me, so we're similar on that thing. I'm not saying that guys who don't box or no, but boxed they've stuff. got a you've definitely it's like no a knee up, but it's just it says it's just something it's a that, it becomes part of your DNA almost mm-hmm. like subconsciously. I says if you go back to anybody that does a lot of things like um, Picasso, the artist, like his dad was like a kind of failed artist, so mm. like he's always like paint and stuff, so he's had it. And just you look at a lot of the guys. Obviously, a guy like Tyson's just plucked because of his physical being, you know, and the circumstances. But lots of the guys is you've been not not footballers, and I says I did discuss that because you see it quite often. Mm-hmm. So. With the boxing, is that you can't just 
lots of boxers say, I don't want my kids to box and stuff, but you love it so much and your dad knows that you've got what it takes, that mm. he's like, oh, you got to do it because it's you. Yeah, like he, 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 he obviously sees how the... Um, you can tell, I think, but real, real, what's the word? Real, recognise real. You know when something's, or somebody's good. Like, Custom Matters. So, He's, he had another one. He had Floyd Patterson, who's another world champion. Mm-hmm. That's he, right. he trained two world champions in, in uh, different times, you know. He, he as you said, he recognised, he's seen it, and he went balls in. At that time, he was quite old with Tyson, so he was like, well, going balls in. And he, you're talking about the confidence. Yeah, he actually. Yeah used to get a hypnotist in for Mike Tyson. You're going to win. You're going to do this. Tyson talks about that as well. He used to have that coming in. You're going to be the the youngest world champion ever. What did he do? Mm. Yeah. Confidence is everything. This is you think you're a football player and these guys get bought and they're like, oh, he's a flop. It's just Mm -hmm. confidence, man. You know he's got what it takes, but can you apply it? Your confidence comes from, as we've just spoke about, as the right people, the experience, and you know deep down you're doing what it takes. Oh, definitely. Um, you're not kidding yourself on, like. Oh, if you if you catch yourself on, you're going to get found out. I think, and uh, you'll get found out. Maybe no when you're fighting these journeymen at an early stage, but as soon as you start stepping up to the fifty fifty fights, you'll get found out if you don't. Even the nerves train. you go through for a fight, like trying to keep calm and stuff, because we we had um, my son had his first. I wouldn't even call it an amateur fight, mm. but it was an amateur show, big yeah. thing up the Marriott, right? Right. No, busy thing, right? so he went and it was funny watching him because I was going backstage to keep an eye on him <coughs> and I seen guys like some guys are pacing some guys are overly nervous some guys are having a laugh and I'm like well Jackie boy's a stone cold killer here he's taking <laughs> his thing mate. so I end up leaving him they take a wee moment with him and he says dad I just when you kind of left and he says it was just before he says the nerves kicked in but I love the way he handled it but I know not everybody can handle that you could be a great yeah. fighter like in a ring when there's no pressure on but when the pressure's on can you then perform at your capabilities or even get better exactly well, to be honest me my personal view is I just seem to switch it on in fights like I, I, I'll, I'll spar with other fighters and like I'll, I'm you know I'm, I'm not doing as what I expected and I'm fucking getting caught with silly shots and yep. you're like fuck you know and then you get you know but these guys are gym fighters I'm not a gym fighter I'm a guy who performs on on, on the stage or in the ring and uh, you thrive under the pressure rather than shrink I just like the I think what does me well is when they small gloves and they just the will to win my will's always better than the other guy I think I just they'll want, suit you punching as well mm, the small ones the small gloves are nasty and, and they do some damage oh mate you're, you're like I laughed when I seen the fight too not to be mean to the guys you're beating right because obviously I've got nothing respect for these guys too right but it's like the old Bill, Billy Conley is that you hit them so hard they don't fly back they just drop straight down man oh. you've got that boy and he just went mm-hmm. just That's, legs everything fly. away you push if you hit somebody they're fall, like, falling back and they're really not you, 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 you. it's just the force of physics yeah. pushing oh, them away yeah, almost yeah. when you hit somebody and you hit them a good shot and the spark fall, went out you man. know because when they fold like a deck chair that's the kind of way that they just cr- like fold they just shut down and that's when you know you've caught somebody clean um, but you, 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 I don't think see like guys like Donny Wilder I, I think you can you can enhance power like to a certain degree but you he's can't he's born with it because he's a terrible boxer it's, it's, it's natural. I don't mean a terrible, but you know what I mean. Is like you can't teach a puncher. You can't. No coach can say you know 
you can teach you can, you can enhance it with through weights and explosive training it get better but there's only so much you can go there's a, a point oh, that aye. you just can't go further punchers are born not made that's my view and um, guys have certain guys are born with it and certain guys have just not got it they've got other aspects like maybe for example uh, Paul and Alan Aji, right great boxer phenomenal boxer and just didn't have that dike that one punch knockout what in him and he just could do all the weights in the world uh, do all the drills in the world but just could never you can't you can't teach that that's what I mean like people don't realise that it's genetics, genetics and everything and just how your mechanism works because mm-hmm. they're saying obviously if you look at Dorothy massive frame the long arms uh, very lean muscle you know the quick fibre stuff mm-hmm. but it's just he's get that whip yeah, and it says look at that speed my coach always says you know the the big rah, punch it's a it's the it's a speed that catches guys that's guys that's it that's what that's what knocks knock that is a knockout punch it's the speed the ones you don't see isn't it mm-hmm. exactly I wonder so, if uh, Tommy Gunn seen the forty coming towards him man because that is so gruesome <laughs> man were you crying when you watched that fight <laughs> <laughs> Ray Mercer was a, a, a brilliant fighter like very unlucky against Lennox Lewis as well I actually thought he beat Lennox Lewis well I'll also tell you another one it's like uh, we all talk about Vladimir right who was like world champion for like a decade right yeah 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 his older brother Vitaly mm. had like say about 40 fights he's only lost two of them I think we spoke about this as well with Kirk but the two fights well, I think one he'd like dislocated his arm or something something handicapped his arm and then he had the one Lennox Lewis beat him but that was a massive cut uh, that put him into that fight and he was winning as well. Oh, 100%. Lennox Lewis didn't fight him again. I'm sure he retired after that he fight. Did. So And he came out with a few excuses. Two brothers, man. Imagine being that hard. Like you're basically the two best boxers in the world, man. One thing about Lennox Lewis is he's very underrated. Doesn't he get the props he deserves? I was a big fan because obviously you know me and Dave are Canadian, right? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. boxed for Canada during the Olympics. I was in Canada at that time. We liked boxing. He won... Canada's a very patriotic country, so when he won the Olympics, it was big, big news. Mm. He went over to Canada as like a teenager because I think he was a bit of a troubled youth, and then he boxed. But he was British, so he got oh, come back to Canada. But it was huge for us. So I've always been a fan of him. <coughs> He's a really cool guy as well. He's not not a nasty guy. I like yeah. a boxer who's really good, like yourself. Oh. That's a good guy. You can be a bad guy, and you're just like I kind of hate him no matter what. But he was a fantastic boxer and seeing he did beat Tyson I, I wanted him to beat Tyson at that point that's how much a fan I was of a, he, him well if you look at him like um, beating Vitaly Vitaly went on to what, dominate for 11 years after no, that no, well. no Vitaly was the older one who was the one that beat Len- uh, that Lennox Lewis beat that he beat Vitaly the older brother who's yeah, not yeah. get as a successful career as his younger brother as who Vladimir, lost more because he was the he was the longest heavyweight reign basically ah, in history right, right. so well, but the two are fantastic but I believe oh, the older one was a better boxer but so just never aye, quite the older done. one that, that was beating Lennox Lewis and Lennox Lewis says oh uh, he took, I took a fight in short notice I was training to fight you know what I'm not to be nasty he was starting to turn around the fight and he did give him the cut but mm-hmm. at the end of the day Vitaly for me was winning that fight and he wouldn't take a rematch so that kind of tells me what yeah. I need to know but exactly and, and he retired at the right time as well I think well he went into politics they're very intelligent guys as well mm-hmm. that's right that's what he did and you had Shannon Briggs trying to do all that stuff to try and get him. Let's go, champ. He's a head case, isn't he? Man? I love that too, man. It's, the, it's, it's entertaining. Everybody's got different personalities. A guy like that, he had a, 
a really good record for the little guys there, but he just couldn't quite do it against the big guys. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was on again. He was on Tyson's podcast. That's a really interesting one. They actually come from the same so part as t- Brooklyn. Does Tyson do a lot of boxers then? Like, or is it yeah, everybody wants to be on it. Eminem oh, was on it. Like, I'm not being funny. I'm not a big Eminem support. Uh, fan yeah. right but he's like one of the biggest names in music in it I massive name he done it with him he's had Tyson Fury he's just had all these because everybody wants to be it's Mike Tyson he was everybody's oh. hero growing up oh definitely but um, Riddick Bowe uh, Shannon Briggs and Mike Tyson all from Brownsville all of them the three of three them, of them roughly weird. the same age off the same area that's that's a heavy run down part of Brooklyn really tough yeah, and it's I, crazy to think three, I three think, heavyweights. Honestly, I think kids that have had everything given to them, right, growing up as well. Oh, as, that's that's one of the things you need to take into like people don't they don't understand the value of like working for something and having everything handed to the plate, like like from from their parents. Obviously, that their parents care for them and they want them, but you're not teaching your kid them. It's a whole cruel to be kind thing, ah, isn't yeah, it? That sort of aspect and and. I think guys who who understand value are working hard, like they strive more somehow. That's that's the way course, I. It was like I my mum didn't want Jack to do the boxing. Right, Jack done that fight when he was ten years old. I don't want to do that. I don't like that. And I'm like, mum, he gets a real sense of pride mm-hmm. in himself because he's quite a quiet boy. But when he does physical stuff, you know, he's very fast at running. He plays football. See, when he he does well, that's he's that's what gives him. Yeah. his most satisfaction right <laughs> so I says well we've got to let him do this stuff and I says it was actually the boxing trainer says you've been doing brilliant mate I want to get him in it's just a show he says but it's a it's like a present for all his hard work mm-hmm. he's been turning up here for like over a year turns up all the time and I want to put the show on big thanks to Eddie McGowan mm-hmm. at the Definitely. Phoenix Gym although I don't know if they've changed their name sorry about that but a uh, cracking place and it was it was a real sense of pride to get the, made like the best from and Mm-hmm. I've done the way in. I actually tagged in um, Joe Calzaghe in the Twitter. Right, right, right. He didn't get back to me, but I put a wee like on it. I thought that was pretty oh, cool. Oh, brilliant. Aye, aye. Because they had Joe Calzaghe behind them in the way in, because they've got the big mural in there. Right, You right. know, the spray painted mm, thing. And I'm like, excellent. that's pretty cool. Oh, I've seen pictures of that gym. I've never actually been in, Brian. It's I'd like a like fitness it. gym too. Mm. Right, right. So it's not just like primarily boxing it's no and I think even more like they're opening back up I think they're trying to push like we like going there because it's a very down the earth atmosphere that uh, you know we can do our weights and cardio and stuff and the boys train and then they do sparring after right. it and stuff the kids mm-hmm. we get to see different guys it's just a real good uh, good place yeah. but I wouldn't say that's their primary focus maybe it started up that way but mm-hmm. um, not quite like your Greenock place mm-hmm. M- my my um, my coach, he's got he's got an amateur amateurs as well, but he's got other coaches that um, train the wee, wee boys, so like the younger team. It's yeah. like classes. It's like youngsters, amateurs. Uh, I'm the only pro in the in the club, so oh, yeah. so I'm quite. So I, you have to visit, or guys need to come down and see you, sort of thing. Well, Danny's had other pros through time, but he's just a lot of them. Just they have maybe very strange, and maybe eleven pro fights, twelve pro fights, and then they just they just maybe life gets in the way for them that's it you, you, you're you fully committed you do things that a lot of people are not willing to do I, like, I, I think honestly and I'm I'm not anti-drink like draconian do not drink mm-hmm. but I've seen how many lives it ruins for people and the people that they love and how they never quite lived up to the expectations and what they could have done oh, aye. and Definitely. I think when I heard you 
that you didn't drink and I'm like this is just a, a like Greg the Celtic coach he doesn't drink anything either right right and you, as you know west of Scotland it's heavy ingrained into our culture like you see it <laughs> Guys, yeah, like you know, I'm not even gonna start using the names that you use, but it's like your derogatory, your this, your that, because you don't drink. Mm-hmm. I, 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 peer pressure, like you oh, would not I, believe. See, see, amount of boys that I came up through school with, and that I've kind of lost touch because all they want to do is go out and. Drink. That's exactly, and you can care for these guys, and they're good guys, and nothing against them, but mm. you just go in separate paths. Yeah, you go your own path. That's I like I'm hanging, like I hang with my family. I'm in the house. We watch movies. I actually don't like being away from them for too long, mm-hmm. and that's how I'm geared. And some guys are fine that they go down to the pub every Friday night, and I, I miss the social aspect. Because uh, I like, like meeting up with guys, but you're doing it now with Dave and stuff. You meet for a coffee, mm-hmm. and it's good to reconnect. And it's easy to go to the pub, it loosens your inhibitions, and you can. Yeah. But then like you're rough for three days <laughs> when you're my age, you know what I mean? Like, I'll. I'll um, with, with me, I, I'll, I just spend. I'm a family man, obviously. I've got my two kids there. My, they're young, so. Um, I don't really got, get a lot of time, but. And they're not young for long, they do grow you up miss quick. It, uh, you, you, you need to absorb it all because living the moment fast um but mo- most of the time me and my girlfriend we, we just go to the cinema uh go out for something to eat that's that's me and my wife that when we get a night off that's exactly what we do we go to brayhead or something mm-hmm. or go for a bite to eat and go watch a movie that's and like, i drive uh, i mean and for example i actually met my my, my pal kevin um last week we just he's he likes golf. He plays golf, right? That's his thing, and uh, he's like that. We we're, we're trying to we always keep in touch and stuff. So he's like that. Look, do you want to go a walk? And is that is that code for a game of golf? <laughs> I went. Oh, well, well, where do you want to go? Want to Ballot Park or, or like golf or, course? <laughs> and he went like, oh, well, I'm I'm playing golf. So why don't you just come up and walk around the golf course? And then I said, awesome. oh, all right. So we done that. He was I got to see him like, hitting balls. I've never. Did you not do it? No, I don't, I've never. You should have gave it a go. It's quite a frustrating game, but I, I, I've never tried it, uh, Brian. I've just I've been up the driving range years and years ago when I was a, a younger boy, and just but that's as far as I've, I've tried. Like, Golf's fallen away a wee bit. Golf was really big in Scotland. It's obviously a Scottish mm-hmm. invented sport, and mm-hmm. it was deep ingrained, and it's kind of fallen away. They're kind of struggling for memberships and stuff. Oh, really? And uh, we've got a local one that. Uh, you, when you were young you used to skip on actually guys who in the schemes next to the golf course get really good you know, the, right. the guy does get the, the club record I'm sure he just stays across the road from it and stuff so if you grow up like the boxing sort of thing if you grow up amongst it it becomes yeah. part of you in so many different ways that you don't understand mm-hmm. and it says ah, I'm terrible at golf but I used to love going up and you get to talk with your pals it's a social aspect isn't it of it's... course man mm-hmm. and it says they're beautiful places you've been up there and don't get me wrong, we used to go up and it was we'd have more cans than clubs in our bags, you know. <laughs> but if I fall away from that, but that was fun. It's actually speaking with my big mate and he wants to go for a game, just kind mm. of old time sake. Uh, good, good. I'd maybe try it in the future. Difficult go. playing with somebody that's good. You kind of ah uh, right. Um, it looks it looks maybe something I'd probably be interested in if I tried it, but you never know until you try. You don't, and it says like uh, Michael Jordan was a huge golfer. Right, that right. was his thing. Mm-hmm. It was actually because of his competitiveness, he became good. So maybe you're the same, but mm-hmm. he he was a big time golfer, a really good player, mm-hmm. and that was his thing. How to unwind? I think it's important. Like, see when you're when you're boxing, you need you need kind of like an unwind. Like, see see when you're training consistently every night, and 
you need that kind of relaxation. You need a break, would you, you say, a bit of recovery and sort of thing. My problem is I've not got enough like other sports that I'm interested in, no enough like hobbies or things like that. I'd like to just You're maybe... podcasting or uh, no, that's podcasting, a hobby. that's, that's <laughs> I, I would like to kind of get into more stuff and just have a better insight and and, and things I just don't I just box and box and box and just so playing focus mate you're just mm-hmm. you're very driven in there and I guess things will come maybe I'll have time after my career and that's done I'll maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'm, I'm hoping like, as things get back to this new normal is what they call it hopefully like the boxing doesn't suffer too much because of the crowd aspect and we get you back in the ring mate I know that. it says everybody's the same but you've got great momentum in there and it says it's been it's actually been hard to deal with you know because this is probably the longest I've not boxed since I don't know obviously out with my control I would have boxed maybe twice by now That's I want to be regular a, a guy that fights regular I don't taking want to, over and yeah I, I want to box like I'm a boxer I want to I want to box I don't want to sit out and sit on wins I want to box regular and, and, and keep busy that's you know what that's, like I say small amount of time but I want to be an active fighter I don't want to be sitting and and these fight so many fighters like fight twice a year and that's just not for me I'm, I'm just if you look at um, you, the Mexican legend Julio Cesar Chavez he was fighting every two weeks or so do you know like, that guy there constant. we spoke about him as well going back to me and Kirk we were speaking about that he it was Tyson that actually told me this it's one of the things I didn't think and he's like you talk about Mayweather being the best because he was undefeated and he's like 48 or 41 and all right mm-hmm. he's like Chavez never lost to a bit 50 odd fights or something it was actually and he had up like I think it's like 70 odd fights or something he had he fought a lot of like guys who weren't on his level in between big big fights but he had a lot of big fights like yeah but you could say that about Mayweather Mm -hmm. fought guys early in the career or later on in the career yeah that's why if you look at undefeated not saying you obviously because but lots of them are because of politics that they fought the right guys at right time time. and some guys you go and you look at records and you're like, well, he fought God, he fought him. Like some guys, and like he had some career. He's got a lot of losses, but he fought the best. And other guys, like he didn't fight them, and his looks better, so you can't really go by that. But Chavez, just the sheer number, and he says he was like eighty fights unbeaten or something. Honestly, look at it's ridiculous. I think it was just at the tail end that he started losing. Yeah, and then that's they get that's this stupid thing we've got with boxing. Once you lose, it's I have this debate with my pal like. Oh, he fought a lot of cab drivers. He didn't even fight cab drivers, big, big, big fight. These taxi drivers are hard, <laughs> <hard-ass>, <laughs> And I'm like, look at the fucking fights in between the cab drivers that you're talking about. Look at, um, like the Meldrick Taylor fight, uh, and like you, ha- he fought like two weeks prior to that. That's mental for a prize fighter at his level. If you get a guy like Tyson, he, my feeling is he gives respect where respects due. Because he doesn't need to kind of be this guy that's saying all the nice stuff. He, Tyson's part of this thing has always been the truth. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives it where it's due, and that was the first one. It was just when I'm like, wow, I didn't even think of that, man. Mm-hmm. That's when you've got guys that lots of time you watch and listen to podcasts or watching it, you go, wow, and you see the guy go, oh, because Tyson just throws out these nuggets. And you don't expect it from a guy like that. You know, yeah. a street tough guy mm-hmm. who's went through and you know, the prison sort of stuff, you're just not expecting them to be as, it's the voice, really. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Yeah. It's... And it's him that blew it up, and I'm like, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You can't go by that sort of thing, like uh, Nassim Hamid was undefeated for a long time and had some good fights, and then uh, 
Is it Pereira he fought? It just schooled him. I don't think he kind of came back from that. But there's just... I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of your fights coming. I just um, I'm just ready to ready to get back in the gym. I'll I'll keep training at maybe that kind of seventy percent margin. Um, do my own thing until until gyms are open and I can get back with my coach and uh, we can just get something else like the next fight booked just as soon as possible. Um, just any best. talk of like, like no, well, that's that's Saint Andrews one I was watching just. It's a cool place. That's got a lot of history and stuff as well. The Are the Radisson, the, the, the big flag up there. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a like hotel shows, kind of small hall hotel shows, but um, it'd be great to like box on like, a big massive arena fight. What would you be? What would be? Uh, what's your dream? I know again a wee bit. Uh, Do not say Dumbarton FC, Dermot Castle. <laughs> uh, of course you would, man. Great, great. Of course you would. would yeah, I just set it up. I, know. I See, want in on it. <laughs> even uh, obviously, I'm no from Greenock, but Greenock Town Hall had my for, uh, pro debut. I've seen that, but Greenock um, says this get a, a real boxing pedigree. But it was great because see the venue, it was big. It was the, the, they had the bat like the balconies, and they were looking down on the ring. Like Dave was there, and he's like, oh, f- the, all the buildings down there. There used to be a lot of money back down there. That was a port, obviously. So a lot uh, of came in there. There was a lot of work. And you look at the buildings they have, as you say, they're just beautiful. Ah, uh, it was pieces great. Of you know, but 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 Dumbarton Castle. How how? Uh, imagine actually bought. I can't, I can't. I wouldn't be able to get my head around it. I'd be like, wow. It'd be too windy. <laughs> <laughs> the wind coming off I the know, Clyde. I know. Well, you've got guys like Tony Bellew that's fought. Like he trains at uh, Goodison because he's a massive Everton fan. So he's living the dream as well, and he done it. Mm. I it's just like wonder the guys, some guys it's like the Madison Square Gardens they want or a thing they saw. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd ask. What, what, what would be? Obviously, um, the Barton would be close to Probably some venue in, in, in my local area so that all my supporters could come and actually see me because it's, it is, it's, it's a lot for it, to It's ask. expensive too, uh, it's isn't expen- it? These hotel shows are like 100 quid a ticket. I know, mate. We went like, what? It's really, really pricey and it's, it's, it's a hard ask to ask people. You know, you feel. Um, kind of cheeky asking, but it's 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 so their support so greatly appreciated for them to come and spend their hard earned money to, to watch me. So I always make sure I try to put on a good show for them and 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 one and um. But as far as a venue, boxing would be somewhere local, somewhere like Dumbarton Stadium. Um, don't think there is very many big kind of areas in Dumbarton. I think they're kind of limited. So the dump. <laughs> Come well, to Clive Bang, we'll see you up. I need to agree with you. I'm not kidding. They're small working class towns, mate. That's what, no, that's what it is. Uh, it's great people, you know what I mean? I always say, like, Clive Bang. It's home to people, guys. Yeah, it's, it's where my best friends and my family come from, so mm, that's enough for me. Exactly. And, and Well, I actually remember going to a Gary MacArthur, a, a professional for Clive Bang. He had a very good start to his career. I photographed him as an amateur. I get a wicked black and white pic of him, and I was like, oh, he's going pro. I've got the, mm. I've got his rookie card, if you like. No uh, beauty of pick training with Barry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, my brother, actually, I didn't follow it too much. It was more reading about it, but Davey, as a keen fan as well, says he get robbed in a fight. Yeah, I, I was at that fight. Actually, I believe one. so. Mm-hmm. I guess stuff like that can happen, and just as you say, life can get in the way for whatever reason. And stuff it was a shame because real like you get big in Claybank because he had a fight in the playroom. Uh, do you know that was? And I think it was well supported. Hugh Evans was talking about it in the 
I think it's column in the newspaper or uh, like one of the columns or something. He was because Hugh Keevan stays in Claybank, oh, and he mentioned he so. It's just small Claybank? stuff like that. I don't oh. think he's from there, but he, he stays, stays there. there. Does he? I never knew that. Uh, Danny McGrain, I think he's old Kilpatrick, which is kind of Claybank. Uh, um, no, Hugh Keevan goes to a lot of the Radisson shows as well. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a speaker there, the kind of guest speaker. So, um. But I know I was at I was at Gary's fight. Uh, Gary, I always remember. I've still got it. I won uh, kind of Scottish Amateur Championships in two thousand and ten, um, and because I'd beat beat the guy in such a, a good fashion, um, Gary MacArthur bought me a a a, a cut a, a groin guard that you need to wear. It's for under your shorts and. Um, it was a Cleto Rays one, and it, they're really expensive, a, a expensive brand. And These small things you remember, isn't it? I, I'll never forget that. I always say thanks to Gary if, if, if he ever listens to this, but I've still got that, and I'll always keep it, because it meant a lot for him to... to he bought that with his own money and got gave, bought me that brand new. That's and awesome, man. Fucking really nice, you know, things like that. And um, So, but I, I've, 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 I've lost touch with Gary, and I've just, I've not seen him in... Years, years. Just like anyway, you get your, once you have a family, it's like mm-hmm, you just I've, you can't spread yourself. So many too people much. I've lost touch with, and I'd, I'd love to. And your focus—that's why you're getting where you are. It's it's that's sacrifice what, again. That's what I mean. Like I've I've lost touch with so many people over time, and and, and uh, it's sad, but it's my stri- like the strive I've got, and, and need to be selfish. I want to just do really well at, at the boxing, and and and. and you know what it takes. I'll just I'll give everything to get there. So um, you will get there, man. Definitely going to keep clawing tooth and nail at it anyway. <laughs> no, you will. Just but the coronavirus is beating everybody at the moment. I know. I know. It's a f- I never have thought something like that would actually like. It's the twilight zones, um, man. You just nobody. I was like, I remember things were kicking off in China, and then just they just get real, and I'm like, they can honestly tell us to stay home, and it says, but. I guess it's been good for you too because we spoke you spent time with your kids I'm sure it's probably gave you a good bit of hunger again and see what you're missing and what oh, your destiny is more hungry than ever, ever to get back because I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm choking to get back to be honest I'm, I'm itching to get back um, because you've such a big part of your life just taken away like that you know I'm at the gym I, I live in the gym basically I'm in the gym more than I am in my own house and for that to be taken away you should have a lockdown in the gym <laughs> you said stay at home so I'm staying at home <laughs> but you don't know this could affect people's mental health and no I, I, no, it is I think that's something that we're not considering now is we maybe got to give uh, an opportunity of letting stuff get back and see where we are because people are now suffering not just financially uh, a real mental health and I could see a lot of people really struggling I know some guys that have struggled Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been forcing this. It says that I've got the garden. I've got my family. I like, like watching movies. But a big thing is we're missing the boxing and football. And yeah. my daughter's missing her dancing mm-hmm. because we spoke about uh, not not this our schedules like routines. Our routines, routines. sorry. Mm-hmm. And I I do much better with that too. And it says I loved going, you know, to the to the football with the boys. We Sammy comes. He's my younger. Mm-hmm. He he loves just like. Yeah. He's like a team mascot as well mm-hmm. with the boxing stuff. They've had him in the ring and mm-hmm. it's just great. And then it says we come back, we get a bite to eat and it feels as if we've done stuff and yeah. it's just been taken away and we're stuck in the house sometimes. And oh, it's, it's, um, motivations definitely can be more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, 
I always feel like, like I was saying to you earlier, I train for enjoyment, but you always train better if you've got a, a scheduled bout or a, a contest. Something aim for. Aim for. Uh, you, strike you need a goal. That's why mm-hmm. these, these happy guys like, write your goals down, have it written down the paper, something you work towards, put deadlines, because if you go easy ozy, you don't quite push. It's weird, but you, when, you're, when you've got an opponent and you've got a, an opponent's just an opponent to me, I don't, it doesn't matter the opponent's about, it's just about the contest for me, but when you've got a contest, you you wake up thinking about it every day, and you go to bed thinking about it every night. So when you've not got that, it's it's a weird aspect. It's you funny you see because like boxing such a physical sport, but it's mentally probably the most taxing as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, you probably never went through this because like when I came here to Scotland, I was a young boy, right? Handsome fat Canadian boy up there, <laughs> right? You're guaranteed you want to take a pop at me. Like, <laughs> Just getting in fights quite a lot and yeah. see that way the threat of violence it plays in your mind. Mm. And I don't mean like but you need to fight somebody. It's really it is on the back of your mind. You know, like God, you'd be at school and like you're fighting after school. Like all you're thinking about is that fight. So yeah. if you've got a fight, I don't know, a couple of months or even weeks. That's yeah. as you say, that's where you think all the time. It, Overtakes you. you, it does, it consumes you, and, and you can control that and work towards stuff, but it can destroy people as well. Aye, yeah, mm-hmm. too much. And I guess when you're going back, you maybe need something that you can. Well, you've got stuff that you do, as I says, to that, take that, that break. You do need kind of like a switch off. A burner, I guess Aye, it would be. Like, you'd, you'd have. For me, it's going. I think the closest thing I could probably. I love going to the cinema. Cinema's my thing. Like I love seeing the latest film that's out, or, and I'm not like. Like specifically, like, like certain types of films. Like I, 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 I'm, I, I've got a variety. I'm, I'm yeah, you like a surprise. So sometimes I watch stuff, as you say, with the kids, and I'm like, that was brilliant. Once I can't remember one of these mad animated, and I'm like, God, that had so many jokes on different levels. It really worked. Yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I haven't like uh, we talked about uh, Sylvester Stallone in, in mm. our podcast and seen the movies. Like the Creed movie was brilliant, and even that Rocky. They're like, how's he? A six-year-old Rocky or something, I but it was them. amazing, man. I love the Rambo films. They were. I just yeah, watched I the latest Rambo. one there. I've still to see that. I've still to fucking. I've been trying to get this gruesome. I, we bought it for my father-in-law's birthday, and I'm like one of the ones. Hey, Eddie, can I get a shot of that after you? <laughs> I think I bought it for myself. But you enjoy. He's the same. I'm a big movie guy. I love um, it. Uh, do you know? Uh, Miss going to the cinema actually. Uh, big time, big time. That's one of my. Stay big... away from the popcorn. <laughs> That's some nasty stuff, man. But um, I remember I, I'll need to get a hold of that um, Rambo. What is it, Rambo Seven or something? Like that? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's twelve or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but no, movies my thing, and, and I love action films. Probably my favourites are horrors. I love horrors. Don't know, like I've just always I like horror movie. Horror movies are my thing. Uh, my least favourites comedies. I like more. I'm more of a serious guy. I'm not saying that I can't have a laugh. I like comedies uh, to like certain ones, but primarily I'll. I'll I watch horrors and action films. They're my thing, you know. I just and I miss it big time. I miss the cinema. You know, must have spent a fortune going to cinema like over the years. Just constant. Don't just, mind. You know, you don't. You get don't your sweeties. Get you, your sweeties out. That's, that's my night out for me. You know, going to cinema and, and it's funny. Me, and by no means am I saying I'm one, but it's funny. We had the the football night. You know, the award ceremony night. Right, and we had um, this is terrible. His name just went out. Plays for Aston Villa for Clybank. 
Celtic were looking to get him as well. Place for Scotland. John McGinn. Right, right. Mm. He came and he gave the boys the trophies, which was way cool. He's turned up, gave up his Saturday night for, for yeah. an hour mm-hmm. to give the boys, get some wicked pictures. I get all the pictures of the boys getting the trophies. Something that they can always remember, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was such a cool thing for him to do. And I'm looking at him, he's the same, keeping fit. He's no drinking. He's gave up Saturday night. He's away. Quiet guy as well. Mm-hmm. Came done that, and then I think it was the week later, or even the next night. It wasn't the next night. I'm sure it was the week later. Me, I take Jackie Boy Saturday night. It's quite. I think it was a must have been a King Kong type movie because mm-hmm. we go see all the primate movies. Mm-hmm. And he was in with his bird. Just didn't watch the movies. There was literally about five of us in because you know the cinema can be quiet. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's like, Dad, look, this McGinn. This is I. Because he's he it's, takes his life serious. He needs to wind down, but he's mm-hmm. not sitting in the pub and doing nightclubs mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, he's in with the people he cares about and doing it the right way that's why he plays top tier football mm-hmm, that's, how that's he's why he's wicked yeah. and his brothers I don't know and he's he's done the best but maybe it's all these things that come together that's why it goes back that when I heard you didn't drink and I'm like ah oh, yeah that's really mm-hmm. cool actually because you're doing it but maybe if you're a bevy guy yeah I'll catch up with you oh definitely I think it, like my coach asked he says he didn't start drinking until after his career. Um, my dad didn't drink and he doesn't drink even now when his career's finished. So um, I think just drinks, no, for me, it changes people. And um, I'm not saying it's people like they're entitled to a drink if they've worked hard. No, I know, because I, I get that something. Oh, listen to you, man. Aye, I preach on mic. Aye, I, and it's more the people I love. I'm not telling everybody, but people I care for sometimes I just say stuff or I'm. People be to do a lot worse than fucking like a couple of drinks to relax. Aye, it's that's fine. fine. I just mean they can get a grip of you quick. Aye, it's just in 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 kind of my my lifestyle and and me personally, it's no for me. And um, but like I say, again that people are entitled to to having a drink if they've worked the full week and they want to wee bevy at the weekend. People are entitled to do what they want at yeah, all yeah, times, yeah, basically. Yeah. But it's just as you know, it, it, totally. It, you're going to go work out to whatever percentage you want if you're hungover the next day. I know. Uh, exactly. That's why in my kind of lifestyle and a boxer's lifestyle in general, I don't think that it works. Drinking drugs. You've got to watch the amount of skittles and stuff you're having then. If you're all this sugar, it's just too bad. <laughs> end up with a big belly. I need to cut back in the chocolate. That's that's my, my oh, issue. That's what my bad, chocolate, right? bad points. <laughs> Mate, if that's the worst thing you're doing in there, you'll be all right. Aye. And... Uh, Mate, I honestly just couldn't thank you enough. I says, Davey, my brother just says, like, I've been reaching out to people that I think would be interesting to talk to and people want to hear from. And then, uh, no, I can't remember now if Davey said about you or I offered the thing. He says, listen, I'll say to him, and he says, you know what? You'll never meet a more humble guy that's doing it, you know. And well, thanks. thanks he lot. says, if you speak to him, and even the way you corresponded, mate, you're nothing, you're a class act. And Appreciate he said, not everybody's the same that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in your position can get people sucking up to you and treating you differently that you just lose this real sense of reality and your feet yeah. left off the ground because it's not always your fault mm-hmm. but your feet are on the ground well mannered you know you're doing it and I'll hopefully get to see a fight soon and this is hopefully a few people listen to this and check out your stuff and they're interested in seeing you fight as well No, all 10 been... of them <laughs> <laughs> no in fact it's been great and it's been good to like, have a chat with yourself Brian obviously me and your brother are really good friends and uh, thanks to Dave as well for even thinking on me 
Uh, it's appreciated and um I think the last guy who spoke this highly was Ricky Hatton and he done not too bad so, <laughs> so uh, it's been good to come on and, and, and chat and um it's been a good platform for myself as well to maybe help my, my career. You like, need to get out there and people a, need to like My problem is as well I'm not as big on you get all these boxers that that are on like your Instagram and uploading every day and it helps I think it keeps you in the public eye and stuff like that but I've never really been one for doing it for that I just want to win and let my results do the talking in the ring you know just do it that way and do it the old fashioned way and and um, just keep the focus yeah just stay stay on course and, and get the next fight booked as soon as possible hopefully it's a big fight Um a big opportunity on a big show that's that's what I need I think I think, I think you do mate I think like I, think I watched I, a couple of like uh, it was it an Ali Ali Black fight mm. that was a good fight you beat that boy and then I'd seen you fight like a kind of Spanish name boy I think right right he didn't seem mm. up to that you pretty much dominated him but that last one um, Moorcroft mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was like that I'm was, like I think you're in the directory of that fight. I think I you're think getting ready a, for a big fight. I think I was a make or break fight because I'd spent a lot of time building up to that point. Whether I get the fifty fifty fight and um, he takes the fight and he's at the same roughly at the same level. He's taking he? a chance too fighting you, isn't he? Well, he's, he definitely did because it didn't yeah, work out from. But well, well, two guys coming with good records at that point. What people want to see in it. So the people like supporters and fans want to see two unbeaten guys or two top top guys at the top of their game fight each other because they see who's best that's for me as a boxing fan I'd want to be that's why and definitely didn't come across as what you probably thought you were I'm glad that you've kept yourself in check and I think it's good to kind of keep your standards yeah but don't I wouldn't worry too much I just the thing I vibe I got for it is like the guy got has come up in a wee bit yeah I I think he kind of needed humbled a wee bit I think like I I didn't I didn't come out and, and start Kind of the, the the talking he did, and um, I found it disrespectful, and I beat him fair and square. Uh, I put him down in the second round. He came back, had a good wee third round, and uh, I stopped him in the fifth, and it was a great result. Obviously, uh, the the after antics and stuff like that, emotions were high, like I says, and it was a big occasion, man. Yeah, and and. Um, to me, I know that maybe I didn't like to other people, but I, I embarrassed myself a wee bit because that's just no, that's no matter who Martin Harkin is. He's more of a kind of guy who goes up and shakes a guy's hand after it. But um, I, I learn; it's a learning aspect. I've learned for it big time, and I'll not act like that again. I just thought it was, but inappropriate. I thought after the guy was basically sparkled, you know what I mean, and he was still out of it a bit, and I'm, but um, emotion. That's all I can say. It was a wee bit of. To, um, emotions were running high and stuff but like I said it's definitely a learning lesson and I'll definitely <laughs> next fight oh, 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 <laughs> man I thought you were going to chill out you <laughs> arrogance here man is unbelievable <laughs> no mate thanks again and God I could talk this is quite a long one but I just that flew in mate it was <laughs> oh, Thanks again, mate.